welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. I'm Josh. This is episode number 44, and today we are reviewing Unhinged and Run, the new Hulu original movie. Kind of line up there. Yeah, both uh, Oh yeah. crazy people. Yeah. I, th- I noticed that when I was watching Run, I was like, oh, this is kind of a good double feature, actually. <laughs> Didn't mean to. I had no idea what Run was about. I at didn't all. at all. Yeah, I, when I, I was watching it, I'm like, oh, what kind of story is this? I didn't read the synopsis be? at all. Yeah, I didn't yeah, either. Yeah, uh, I think I read a short synopsis, but besides that, went in blind. Just yeah. saw that like it was like the most popular popular movie on uh, broke record. on Letterboxd, and then yeah, I saw that it was breaking streaming records for Hulu. Did it really? The most most, yeah, watched, the most watched original. Yeah, original which, Hulu. I didn't only had a couple it, of them. I didn't know it was that. Did that? One? I mean. Hmm. It's got Sarah Paulson. Oh yeah, He's people like American Horror rel- Story. Relatively big name. Yeah, what? Still like, I'm trying to think of. I mean, I kind of think Palm Springs though. probably held it before that. Right, but they only have. I mean, other than their Into the Dark, like horror series movies. It's, yeah, I know it's true. They probably have under 50 original titles. Yeah. Really? I mean, they, they have, just started doing original titles this like is, last year, and they're just talking about like specifically from a movie standpoint because like handmaid's tale yeah no no specifically hulu original movie weekend numbers okay because i was gonna say handmaid's tale a lot of people watched yeah like a season premiere of that would be probably like insane streaming numbers i watched all the way up to the newest season too and i haven't watched it i've watched half of one episode (laughs) 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 and stopped watching Okay, um, anything else new? We uh, had a uh, holiday. Thanksgiving. Holiday week, Thanksgiving. Turkey Day. Yeah, quarantine Thanksgiving. I didn't yep. go anywhere. Me neither. Yep, I had Chinese food at my house. It was nice. great. <laughs> <laughs> I cooked enchiladas. Nice. So. so you had Mexican all day. I did. <laughs> so yeah, it was a uh, different Thanksgiving. Definitely a different Black Friday usually like to go out and get out early and uh, look at some some Blu-ray deals and stuff like that. And still went out, but it was definitely a lot lighter this year. Yeah, I'll have to I share my uh, my Blu-ray haul at some point, but it was a lot lighter. I feel like they just did not have as much stuff. And what, actually well, because the Blu-rays it's been a month long. Yeah. And the stuff that they did have, too, the movies were just, oh, well, yeah, not good. <laughs> yeah. See, I want it. I was going to go out. I'm like, eh, maybe I'll go out. There's probably going to be less people out since it's like... <laughs> There definitely was I, a lot less people. I literally got into the parking lot of like Best Buy and there was a line out the door. Oh, really? What yeah. time did you go? I don't know. It was like middle of the day, though. That's why. Kyle texted yeah. me at like noon. Oh. He was going. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was just Lansing I, versus Jackson. I don't know. I literally saw that. And I'm like, nope. Turned right I around. I went into Best Buy, got the Blu-rays wanted, walked right up to the register. There was no, I didn't even wait at all. And the Jackson one had line out the door, literally out the door, like down the sidewalk. Wow. And they were like, I think they were probably checking people's temperatures before they went in or something. Oh, yeah. Could yeah. be. I didn't get checked, but everyone was masked up. And there looked like there was a lot of stuff, you know, like sometimes that stuff, those bo- those boxes get emptied out in the middle. And you just see all the stuff that like was on sale is gone. Like it looked like it was pretty stocked up still. Hmm. Yeah. But that was just a jackson. The longest line was actually at Kohl's. Really? Yeah. Why they is Kohl's like the lines. place? Yeah, I, I don't know. know. Like, Kohl's is like the place to go now. 
Yeah. Well, they have everything. Yeah, I guess. I just never think like, oh, Kohl's. I need to go to Kohl's today. <laughs> the only reason <laughs> I need I've done this every year. Get some random ass like. Yeah. <laughs> I've done it every year for the past three or four years. They always have these boots on sale for like, I don't know, $20 or less than that. It's like time to get a new pair of fall boots. <laughs> See, they that's the thing. You used to like I used to go to Kohl's when they were like cheaper. You know, you could go there and get they were like Target, I guess. But then they started realizing that and started raising their prices on shit. Relatively, but there's always, everything's always on sale. True. Everything's 40% off there, like always. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just a normal price. There's a meme actually about Black Friday's like, uh, whatever on sale, Black Friday sale, it's the, sa- it's the same price. It's just a slash down from 80 to 40. Yeah. But it's like the same year round. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. They do do that though. They release yeah. things, on some things more expensive some things. before Black Friday and then cut it down. Like working in retail, you see all those little things. Like we have wine. Literally the same wine is always on sale. It's always on sale. It's never not on sale. <laughs> yeah, I don't expect it. But we have to change like the they have to change the coupon thing every week. Yeah. Every single week so it has a, the date mm-hmm. is up to date. And it's the same sale that's always been going on. It's all psychological. People it's what they get paid for. Deal. Yeah. yeah. The buy one, get one's always the same. <laughs> it's always buy one, get one. Oh, that's funny. Uh, anything else? Did you guys have a good Thanksgiving at least? Yeah. Watched I mean, movies. I know it wasn't. Yeah. I watched. Just hung out. Didn't get a Series X. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I have a feeling it's not going to happen for a while but did you hear what i think microsoft said no they said it will probably be readily available that you can just go to store and get it by april oh man well hopefully by like i don't know january february if you're trying hard enough you can get one without having to use a bot and everything everybody's using bots it's so annoying so like i had everything set up literally my payment everything i just had to add cart buy just didn't even w- whole site went down and then was sold out i would hope after christmas is like the time it would kind of slow down i don't know it'll i don't know I'm, it'll slow down that's it always just does yeah when we're trying to get the 360 when it first came out no we got well they're luck. all like that but i'm saying like till april that seems well because the supply chain is so bad because well, covid like nobody was working for a while so you also have to think that if they're gonna put the most extreme number out there so if they do it earlier then it's like yay microsoft but if they do it at april it's like oh they were right yeah yeah or later so it saves them a little worse. bit of, yeah. yeah if they said march and it was april then they would catch then it would shit be an outrage it. yeah that's true that is true over deliver and under promise all right well we've got a few movies to get into and we've also got a beer this was my pick and i chose this uh did not go with a theme for the movie but it is not a michigan beer thank god and the style guide says Close. it's a spiced <laughs> slash herb beer, herb beer yeah. which i don't know if we've actually ever done on the show we might have done one i Can mean technically Sometimes pumpkin ales fall in the spice. Oh beers. right, yeah. Yep. Did we have? And we pumpkin? had. Did we have a pumpkin on the show though? Ooh, I don't. Because we had that. What was that pumpkin that we had? I feel like we just tried. There's one that we tried that wasn't. It wasn't on the show though. Hmm. There was that pumpkin beer at Bad that we drank together, hmm. but that wasn't obviously wasn't for the show. So maybe we did not. Maybe not. Yeah. 
So anyway, well, I thought this looks interesting. It's a little bit stronger. Spice herb beer. It sounds delicious. This is called peanut butter and raspberry jelly. Okay, why is this a Epicurean? No, it's Epicurean's the name of the beer, and it's a peanut butter Epicurean, and raspberry okay. jelly. So, but look, on Untapped, it says peanut butter and raspberry jelly by Urban Artifact. So Urban Artifact is the brewery. Right. Epicurean peanut butter and raspberry jelly. Interesting. Is it like a series or something, maybe? So that's why I'm trying to look at Untapped in the can at the same time, right. and it's totally throwing me. Uh, so yeah, we'll have to get to the bottom of that. But anyway, Urban Artifact is out of Cincinnati, Ohio. So close, our neighbors. <laughs> yeah, I really, that probably it's the south end though. It's almost to yeah. Kentucky. Yeah. All right, so this peanut butter and raspberry jelly is eight point five percent alcohol. Like I said, it's a spice and herb beer, and I'll read the very short description here. Peanut butter and raspberry jelly inspired Epicurean sour ale. So you know what I think it is? I think Urban Artifact does a uh, line. See, yeah, it's like a series, which is kind of. Oh, I wonder why they picked that though. So if you go, if you just search Epicurean on Untapped, it comes up with mm-hmm. Urban Artifact peanut butter, banana, and grape jelly. Peanut butter and raspberry so it jelly. It's a thousand percent a series. Epicurean salted rye gose. Uh, Epicurean strawberry iced tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've got some interesting um, skews here. So, yeah, that is the description. I don't think there's another one on the can, but the can is very interesting. I like it a lot. Yeah. It reminds me of the, like the, the ones that feature art. What was that? Remember that that uh, beer that we had that featured different paintings? Collective arts. Collective arts. Yeah. So Remind this me of that a little bit. Has to, you'll this all makes sense now. So Epicurean is Hit obviously like you know what an Epicurean is. Um, the guy. <laughs> no, like the it's like it's a type of cutting board. So, like, um, I think it has to do with food pairings. That's what they're leaning on. Because in the here it says Epicurean. What the fuck? Epicurean um, nine beer. <laughs> that's built for pairing with food and inspired by our favorite chefs and dishes. I don't want to say that you're wrong right away, but... Or is that just a brand? Epicureanism is... An Epicurean is a connoisseur of the arts and life and the refinements of sensual pleasures. I think that's kind of what they're going for. Gotcha. Yeah. I was going to say, because also, he was the same one who did, like, that were basically not special, right, in the universe? Like... (laughs) Epicureanism was originally a challenge to Platonism. Like Later, Plato. its main opponent became Stoicism. Oh, Epicurean is a is to describe delicacies, right? In so I not cutting board, but maybe a charcuterie board. That which obviously the the cutting board <clears throat> came from, from that term, food, yeah. <laughs> same term. Yep, yep. But what were you gonna say about, or do you want to wait till we crack this, Jacob? No. Would it be better to wait or? Oh no, I was just, he has like multiple principles. I was like wondering which one. Cause like, 
I mean, there's like the argument against, you know, God or whatever that it's also Epicurean, but also I'm pretty sure he did the like individual principle where basically we're like a, the hero of our own story, you know, instead of, and everyone else's side characters, but really we're not special because there's billions of us and yeah. So from what I just quickly read that there's the, there's what we said before where it's a, someone that is into the arts and, and the finer things in life and, um, those things. But Epicurus was an atomic materialist. So yeah, that would lead him to dissuade any argument against God or divine intervention or anything like that. Kind of like devs. We should drink this yeah. for devs. <laughs> I think I actually talked about the Epicurean print, like a Epicurean principle in the devs, in devs. talk. Yeah. Go. So go back to that episode. And if you want <laughs> to hear more listen. in depth, this he's av- he advocated that people were best able to pursue philosophy by living a self-sufficient life surrounded by friends. He taught, uh, taught that the root of all human neurosis is death denial and the tendency for human beings to assume that death will be horrific and painful, which he claimed causes unnecessary anxiety, selfish, self-protective behaviors, and hypocrisy. Yep. So basically, don't give us fuck. And just be happy. He, his <laughs> motto was basically YOLO. If you, di- if, if you die, Carpe diem. you die. I think he wrote that. All right, well, Romans. I know he's Greek. <laughs> Let's drink this beer. Give it a try. Do we? What style is this? Does it say? It's a spice herb beer. Oh. Just talk about that. <laughs> I know, but I didn't know if they had like their specific. Style. Uh, it would be a sour. That was the other. Wow, that is peanut butter. Tastes like I'm drinking a liquid PB and J. Mm-hmm. Like literally. Pretty forward nutty, yeah. If you like soaked beer and peanuts <laughs> together does taste exactly what the description i mean it tastes yeah. like peanuts and raspberry perfectly it's not too sour either for a sour no it, and it definitely doesn't taste like an eight and a half percent different. beer like i don't know if this is like i don't dislike it but it's a boat. it's weird though right it's like i don't mm-hmm. really want it's like a novelty tasting beer to me yeah well i think traditionally like I feel like this is a beer you'd buy in a bomber. I'm I'm surprised this is in a six or a four a pint. Pack. Yeah, four pack. A I pint, feel like yeah. this is like a 22 ounce type beer that you like bring to a a bottle share. <laughs> mm. I will say though, for a sour, like if I'm gonna choose to drink a sour, this would be what I would want to get. Yeah, if you like breathe through your nose, you get like super peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because usually peanut butter and like these raspberry type things are like stouts mm-hmm. like odd side has the one that's a peanut butter porter it's kind of nice to drink one though that isn't a stout to exactly get that set, Elf you know. brewing has the peanut butter and jelly mm. sog duck does a lot of peanut butter stouts i haven't had a peanut butter one in a while i like it we all have I'm to just, settle for this yeah i just don't know if i would drink more than one at a time definitely like a one i don't know i feel like i always kind of like it more the more i drink it yeah i feel like every time i drink a sour it is getting i'm better. like oh i can't drink a whole thing of it 
And I finish right. one, I'm like, I'll get another one. Yeah. yeah. And then you drink like four. Because then it's like coated your tongue. So it's just like, yeah, this is such as life now. This is kind of warmed up to it. And it's it's easier after a little bit after every drink. I mean, it could be the eight and a half percent, too. Obviously, this is <laughs> <Yeah. not> the, <laughs> this could was my be the pick. eight and a half percent talking. It's kind of I feel like it's kind of up my alley. But I mean, yeah, I won't, I won't be shy to say that I like it a lot. I want this served in a tulip glass eating dessert <laughs> peanut butter and jelly yeah <laughs> no, too no, much I too think, much peanut I butter think, and jelly no i think like like cheeses and meats would be really good oh yeah because mm-hmm. yeah. it's pretty mild like, like a charcuterie board that's what i'm saying like <laughs> like a good charcuterie board would be i think would be i feel awesome it because yeah. it they, has the fruit taste and you know charcuterie boards traditionally have mustard dry and jelly go really well together yeah actually mm-hmm very good. That's it. You won me over. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're happy. Well, if we were going by the Epicurus uh, thing, this would be the best thing ever. <laughs> and we're all going to die anyway. It's just be Why not? dirt. So enjoy life. Drink the eight and a half percent. God doesn't beer. exist. <laughs> yeah. Drink the second or third eight and a half beer. Third beer is a double. percent beer. Going to die anyway. What if this had an IBUs on it? Probably not. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Probably in the Hold teens. On, let me check it in real quick. Um, teens, low, maybe twenties. Eight. Eight <laughs> IBUs. Eight. Maybe. Now Turn we talked about it before IBU. How is that measured again? That's like a one, it's, a person. Yeah. <laughs> so it's literally just Same. by taste. It's a form- taste well, like there's like a, a there's technically a formula like that you can go by. Um, like with the alpha acids in the in the hops and stuff, but basically it's it's what's the word I'm looking for? Trivial. See, Doesn't that's what much. I heard about like Scoville too. But then I was watching this other thing, and they were actually like testing it through like equipment and everything. And like I thought Scoville was always just arbitrary. Well, I think the like the difference between ten million and twenty million Scoville is like. It's fuck. It's hot, you know. Yeah, and that's a bitterness unit above. Like I think they say a hundred is like pretty much hundred to two hundred is bitter, and you taste it the same. Mm. Like, so like up until a hundred, it's like a bell curve. Yeah, like Scoville up until a certain point, like a million is probably makes sense, but after that, it's hot's hot. <laughs> hmm. So if you follow the Epicurean principle, everything is <laughs> atoms and particles. So chemically, there has to be some reason that it's more bitter. They can measure it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but but can we bitterness taste it? is perceived differently. Like I'm like a super That's taster, true. like a PC or a the PTC PCT. test. And like that is super same, bitter. Wouldn't it be the me? same IBU, but they would say you would taste more or less? Or wouldn't it be actually wouldn't it be the same? Like eight would just be more to you relative to like 80 being the same more to you yeah isn't all relative so what would the, that's what i'm saying the number is it relative then it doesn't uh, I matter don't know. yeah i'm asking <laughs> you the matter. super taster well it's uh, it doesn't matter think about temperature 65 degrees is warm to people and cold to other people it's yeah. all relative true but like it, if but my, it 67 is hot to me but 67 can be cold to but someone. it's still a number that's but it's measured. still a number that's so, measurable right but what Bitterness is, is you yeah is it though yeah. Like what is bitterness? It's the alpha acids. 
something yeah something acidic you could say something is i mean a lemon is more acidic than an orange but they're both acidic but that's specific ph well, that's what I'm well, saying. Is is there something in that's what I'm wondering? That's what, I'm can measure it? that's what I'm trying to get to. Like, well, obviously, what is we don't the, know the answer. So, <laughs> what is the actual like test for bitterness? Do they stick in like a litmus paper? I've never and, seen it. No, it's it like you put in this, or is it, it like there's like this formula you put in, you plug in all your data, and it says here's your IBUs. I don't know. It's there you go. I'm not satisfied with that answer. <laughs> I'm gonna watch how Look it's it made on this or something. Yeah, do do a deep dive in YouTube. You'll figure it out. All right. Anything else to say on peanut butter uh, and raspberry like we jelly? Said, Kyle, Jacob's trying to say we're wrong. A chemical measurement of the number of bittering compounds, specifically isomerized in the oxidized alpha acids. Like I said, polyphenols, which is Flavors. Flavor. And a few other selective bittering chemicals. Say other bittering. But. Yeah, like malt. Like if you do a roasted malt, it's going to taste like coffee. It's going to have bitterness in the malt. Is that because of the alpha acids? No, that's because of the toast of the malt. So there's different things that give bitterness. I said that. So (laughs) it's not like a strict measurement of something. It's a combination. Exactly. Exactly. I feel like it's a guy saying room like with sativas and indicas. They're like, hmm, 70, 30. That's what this one is. Move on. And the guy's like, yeah, 50 IBUs. As long as they keep it consistent, I guess. Have a bunch of 50 IBU beers at the same time. They're like, yep, all these taste about the same bitterness. Well, what do you think? I mean, you look you on Untapped, you look at the IBUs. Do you think that that is generally a good indicator of how bitter the beer is going to be i usually just take it as oh this is going to be bitter or it's not going to be bitter but i don't be like hey, oh this eight is going to taste less bitter than this 25 like at that point they're both just not very bitter but that could just be my untrained palate yeah totally unrefined unlike epicureans <laughs> yeah you plebeian <laughs> <laughs> okay Ready to get into these movies? What do you want to start with? Any preference? Nope. I watched Unhinged first. So I think did I. I did too. Did okay. I? I don't know. We can start with Unhinged. Totally fine. Okay. So we're starting with Unhinged. This came out a while ago, but it just was released on VOD, so we finally were able to catch up with it. And it was one of the, I guess, decently bigger movies out recently. So... Uh, Unhinged was written by Carl Ellsworth. It was directed by Derek Bort. Uh, it stars Russell Crowe, Karen Pistorius, and Gabriel Bateman. Uh, plot synopsis reads, After a confrontation with an unstable man at an intersection, a woman becomes the target of his rage. Let's take a listen to a clip. I don't have anything to apologize for, sir. Mom, it's okay. Just apologize. Well, I don't think that's really true of any of us now, is it? But that's where we are in this world today. We seem to have developed a fundamental inability to apologize to anyone for anything. I don't even think you really know what a bad day is. But you're gonna find out. All right, what did you guys think of Unhinged? 
it was a fun time, I guess. It was a like technically from a, that perspective, kind of a mess in a lot of areas, especially with like writing. And I feel like sometimes they were writing something and they're like, "Ooh, I'm going to bring this back off for a payoff later. It's going to be so good. And it was so bad. Every single one of those. But like I thought it was just enjoyable overall overall. And I thought uh, Russell Crowe was good as the menacing evil guy hunting people so yeah i enjoyed it it was just turn your brain off and watch but mm-hmm. wasn't terrible yeah um very bleh <laughs> i mean nothing stood out i, I didn't even think russell crowe did that good of a job honestly <laughs> it was just I, and that's nothing to do with him that's obviously has to do with the writing, but um, <laughs> I feel like the motivations were extremely flawed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like to the point of they just they were there to push the story forward. No, yeah, like, they're like, don't think about. This. I feel like not, even the like just the motivations alone were just kind of like not. I don't know if they were mapped out well enough to for like you to lead what? into what. Yeah, his overall reaction was. Yeah, like, like I said, the pre-story there was no like build-up. Really. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they wanted to like give just they just wanted to get the you to the they just action. wanted to get to yeah. the crashing the cars and shit. Yeah, and mm. it felt like a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> like you don't know what the hell's going on, and then things are blowing up, and I don't know. I felt like he was pretty intimidating, though. Like. Just the, I thought he did a pretty good job in that way, just playing that character that you can like feel that little subtlety of where like he's going, like he's off and you shouldn't like mess with him. But then, you know, right. I'm talking about like the specific point right early on when they first meet. I want to know where his um, Southern accent went halfway through the movie. When he, he yeah. told to roll the window down, he was like from like Texas sounding. And then he, he <laughs> I didn't just even, like I honestly didn't notice the, that. Yeah. He slowly lost his accent throughout. I didn't even notice. Uh, mm. yeah. yeah, I think it was <clears throat> I think it was fun, but tonally um trying to be almost two two different movies. I think that the motivations almost are supposed to be uh like saying shallow something. Oh, well, that's what I was saying is like, yeah. if they would have been like more shallow, it would have been kind of just almost just for the sake of it. Uh, more like death proof. Yeah. yeah. It's just crazy to be crazy. Um, but then they do too much. Yeah. It, there's, I actually, that was one of my main notes was like, there's definitely parts that feel like an after school special about paying attention while you're driving and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Your age and all that stuff. <laughs> It's in like, the beginning, you don't know what kind of day they're having. Okay, the beginning of the movie, <laughs> that whole montage of uh, like how we're like getting more and more angry oh, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, what was the point? I, that well, was I thought funny. it was like it looked. It was. I thought it was funny. Like I thought it was supposed to be kind of satirical. Yeah, and then it like me too. That's what I'm saying. Is the tone was just all over the place with that. Yeah, I felt that too. Like it was trying to, like. Just be over the top and yeah. such a dumb thing. I wish they just would have really leaned like that in would one never direction. Happen. Like yeah. lean a little bit more serious or lean totally over the top and be stupid and corny. But it kind of stuck in the middle and that's what made it so mediocre to just bleh. And I actually like Russell Crowe a lot in this. Yeah. Um, 
Russell Crowe. I should have said stars Russell Crowe in a fat suit because uh, he is. Well, but that, I think that makes him look yeah. a little bit more intimidating and just be more yeah, normal. Well, because he's bigger, yeah. right? He's a big guy. <laughs> yeah. So like a lot of the other characters he's against throughout <laughs> this are all little. So it makes him more menacing just in that way. It yeah. makes it a little bit more believable. And he's got a big truck. I thought it was. Um, I thought going into the movie too, it was all gonna be in the cars. Like I had no idea that there was all of these other things that go on and happen. And that so that was a nice, I guess, surprise. Uh, yeah. Because when they were in the car and stuff, I was like, I thought it was just gonna. Yeah, I a thought lot that. of the stuff that they do, just the decisions, like you know, total cliche characters making dumb choices, right? Like there's so many things. If you were there, you'd be like, why don't you just do this or why don't you just do this and. They do an okay job of writing around that um, at some points, but other points it's just too much. Like there's an easy way out and they don't explore that or explain how they don't, why she doesn't do that, you know, but it's one of those movies where you kind of have to suspend your disbelief about all of that. But overall, yeah, I think it was just too mediocre to be, to be that, like to be that fun. Um, Like something that I would want to rewatch again, even as a fun, dumb movie and it definitely wasn't serious enough to get anything to take away from it either because like everything that they were saying was just i don't know obvious yeah right so yeah. there's not really much to take away on that yeah. side i guess yeah i definitely can really see myself watching this again but watching it this time i was like fine like i didn't i wasn't like mad that i was watching it forcing myself to watch it yeah i didn't feel like i was forcing myself to watch yeah. it I feel like usually these kind of movies are like, I think the tone, the tone didn't mess it up because normally once you get, you see these like over the top movies, you settle in and then it's, then you can like accept it for what it is. And this one just never let you do that because it kept grounding itself and like, it just became like not as over the top as it should Mm -hmm. have been like, okay, you got the cars blowing up and you got the blood and like stick to that. Yeah. Yeah, the kills were super over the top. So that was the best part. Like, I thought they had some really good kills in the movie. Like, oh, yeah. That's fun, what, funny things. That's like, like the diner. The diner. Right? That made the, it so creepy, like that part. The boyfriend and, and his uh, fiance. Yeah, that was. How he, you know, how they tur- twirling that around on him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah, there was another good one, too. I mean, the very. Oh, there the was one. one. There was one which I thought was funny. Like, but it, again, it kind of felt like almost sticking out because the girl was doing so this girl's doing makeup in her car right and then she just hits the barrier and go freaking her car goes flying i was like oh shit like it made me like audibly like say something but well i felt like like that with the guy too yeah was like trying to block the way and everything oh it's like oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean yeah it's pretty like he gets brutal which is which is you know nice because that's what you're here for. That's what you're here to see. So, yeah, it becomes like a slasher. Yeah, a lot of that stuff worked. And then it's just everything else. Like, I didn't care. Another thing is you're supposed to be rooting for, right, the mother and son. And I really didn't care about her at all. And, not even and I a hated bit. the son. Yeah, he, he was, was terrible. so annoying and bad but, acting. Yeah, bad acting. But the mom, especially, like, you're supposed to be like, oh, what was me? She's having such a hard time or whatever. But in the beginning of the movie... Like your responsibility is to wake up and go to work, right? She's yeah, like, I'm she trying was, my best. Yeah. How about you set a fucking alarm then and wake up and go to your job? That's what I was saying. <laughs> like it was trying, 
it was so forced trying to make the traffic a thing. But no, she was late. Like, who's yeah. late to their meeting? Like, and it happened many times. She was saying, right. Yeah, that's why she's like, oh, we're gonna be late again. again. Third tardies and automatic <laughs> detention. Yeah, I'm like, how am I supposed? To, Mom. I'm like, yeah, she just like neglecting. I won't be able to play Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah! Wow, <laughs> that was a scene that I wrote a note about the payoff. Yeah, it's like remember what you were saying Fortnite earlier. Fortnite strategy. I'm like, this has nothing to do with Fortnite strategy. I'm like, I still get lost yeah, in the neighborhood. Bad. It's like, like a maze spaghetti. Of spaghetti, and then yeah. it comes back later too. It's like we should go there because it's like remember what we said earlier it's like spaghetti it's i was like, like a maze, oh my maze full of spaghetti that's what i was talking about the payoffs like they set up these things and they're like yeah yeah <laughs> it was so bad <laughs> i cringed at those parts specifically those parts but again in a movie that is so over the top or what could be so over the top i can forgive stuff more things like that right it's still corny it's still cheesy but yeah at least it's tonally in line I feel like in this, I don't know, maybe I need a rewatch. I I just, I didn't feel like it was that over the top to to forgive that stuff. No. <laughs> didn't lean enough into it. So those things were knocks against the movie because of that. Yeah. It could have been more like Alone. Like where yeah, it's just it that menacing presence. Yeah. Just like, and I think it actually could have been like much more solid. But yeah, it wasn't that. Yeah, I know. There's just like a bunch of nitpicks to like logical things. Um, like in the diner scene, there's not like a single person in there that is witnessing Trying that, to that stop would do that? something. Yeah, I know. Like he's the only one pretty, guy. I know. And the diner's full of people. Like they're not doing anything. Like it's not. He doesn't even have a gun either. Is the thing. Like a lot of people would be terrified of a gun, right? But he's just one guy. Yeah. Nobody tries to do anything. The cop scene when he shows up to the house. There's only one cop, and he goes in. Like there's no backup. There's no. Like he they, he doesn't seize his truck or like stop him or anything, just that, a bunch of things like that. that. Actually, confused me too was what happened to the, I guess boyfriend, her brother. He, they say it at the end. It's like a throwaway line because yeah, they have that whole scene, I, and then they're like, oh, "We." I just heard from. Oh, it's the cop. The same cop shows up yeah. at the house, and he's like, "I have to tell you about your brother, or whatever." That's and what I'm saying. She but she says, "Uncle Freddie or whatever his name okay. is okay." There's a line. <laughs> yeah, there's a line. Okay, so he's okay? Yeah, yeah. he's fine. Okay, because I was just like, because I thought before that, it's like, he's, when he said that he didn't make it, I was like, how though? <laughs> like, he had someone helping him right there in front of him. Yeah, I think, well, if it was Russell Crowe saying that, which I don't even remember what you're saying. Yeah. If it was Russell Crowe saying that, he was just using that as like, yeah, probably That's what I figured, but then I didn't hear the line later that... Yeah. He was okay. So he thought it was real. Yeah, I'm like, okay. <laughs> that makes the ending a little bit less bad then, I guess. But it's not good. Well, let's talk about the very ending. That's what I was oh, talking about. The, no, the very ending. When they're in the car again. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was rolling That's what eyes. I was talking about. When they're just driving. Yeah. Talking about like the last, like the final moments. I don't car, remember this. A car, there's a car that pulls out or something in front of oh, her. Oh yeah. And she's like, yeah, she that's what I was talking about. Right. He's like, yeah, good choice good or something. Choice. Yeah. <laughs> that was so bad. So oh, corny and dumb. It's so bad. I don't even remember that scene at all. Yeah, it's like the last moment. But yeah, it's I'm like, really? They had it the most like eye rolling moment, and then they like drive off into the sunset. <laughs> it was yeah. So dumb. But it made me laugh. Yeah, it was really bad. 
Um, and I'm trying to think of some good things we've been saying, mostly bad things. The gore was good. I know, the yeah, mostly it's just the kills and Russell Crowe. It like, had a good I'm pacing. There, that's what I'm like, there it, for. it kept going forward. Like once yeah, the pacing was pretty good. Once it hit, it, it hit, 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 hit. Like yeah. it never felt like didn't feel long. Yeah, it was slowing down. I didn't think like I mean, there's nothing that stood out visually, but it wasn't bad. No, I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was like as egregious as like you said. It looked like a Michael Bay film and. I think the shots were at least no. I didn't than say that. it looked like he meant like the explosions. Like and yeah, stuff. I meant yeah. like the style. Yeah, like which this. How much money was in this movie? Because some of the destruction they had, I'm like, Can't that would be a lot. That must be expensive though. Like they ran over a car. With I mean, truck. yeah. Do you think that some of them looked? Some of I them, think it them was looked CG, good. Yeah. Some of them looked really bad. Yeah. There's one in particular that stood out that definitely looked bad. I think it was CG, but like some of the other stuff looked good. Thirty three million. Oh, so they had some money. Yeah. Yeah. Man, what did it make? It probably didn't make barely <laughs> I think it made four, over 45. that. Jeez. Yeah. Made money. Well, they always and how say, much of the budget was Russell Crowe? 42.8 box office. Mm, yeah. I mean, there probably wasn't much of a marketing push for it because it's on of COVID. Yeah. So they probably didn't sink that much into it. But they I don't know. Just, it probably barely broke even or if it did at all. Um, I do have one question too. The iPad in the car. Why was it? He pulls it out and he says, "Oh, it was taped." He says literally, "It was taped." You can see the tape on it. It was taped under the seat. Are we supposed to think that Russell Crowe did that? Yeah, no, yeah. he did that. Taped it. Okay, because so, he stole her phone and everything too. When she was in the gas. Station. Yeah, I understand that, but why did he? Tape so it that there? she wouldn't find it, so that he could use find my phone to know where she was at all. Why time. wouldn't he just take the iPad also instead of taking time to tape it under your seat? No, because then he because can't he wanted see to keep is. it in the car so he would see where her car was, so he could find it the whole time. Oh yeah, he yeah. was tracking her with that. Yeah, and gotcha. then when it died, that's that. why she the maze of spaghetti. They couldn't he couldn't find them. Okay, yeah, it, that makes sense. Yeah. But he does do a lot of things also but in the how time did he that get she goes into to the her gas car. Station. That's what I'm saying. Like, well, she left it unlocked. She, she had did? To... Oh. Why would you leave it unlocked? She's obviously dumb. <laughs> she doesn't set an alarm for work. She doesn't lock her car. She doesn't have a lock on her phone. Yeah. <laughs> True. There's more reasons Which, to dislike that. That was main another character. terrible payoff thing I was thinking of too Why when you he's like, your phone? Yeah, he's that's, she, that's, that's dangerous. I know. <laughs> I knew that was coming back as soon as that I know, was said. Like, like, oh, it's, it's so obvious. Yeah, the writing and stuff, those lines, the dialogue, how it's delivered, they all stand out as things that are like, oh, this is going to come back. Where's but my candy cane scissors? Did she, like, also, as an iPhone user, if you have Find My Phone on, you can just go on your laptop or anything yeah. and make it so the passcode turns on your phone. Like, it can send a passcode right. and lock it. But Whatever. <laughs> I would have broken everything. She's like, yeah, that like, would have. You, you got my phone. <laughs> she's, he's like, yes. He, she's like, okay, lock it, <laughs> and it's locked. <laughs> like, Can't find anybody after. Yeah, <laughs> keep my phone. Bye. Yeah, bye. I'll get a new one. Yeah. Anything else? Ununhinged. No, it was a fun romp, but yeah. so corny that that actually hurt itself a lot. Yeah, like if you haven't seen it. I would check it out. It's a th- I think it's something that could actually go either way for a lot of people. 
Like they could either really like oh, it because yeah. of that. It like feels like a cult some of the kills. classic yeah. type movie. Yeah. Even some of the people that I follow or, or listen to have really liked it. I mean, not loved it, but you know, three and a half, four stars in that range. Just had a fun time with it. And then I feel like it could go on the other way also. People like hating it, but. Because te- it is bad. Like, I mean, there's a lot of bad things. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess where do we land on Unhinged? Right in the middle of that. <laughs> yeah, I'm right in the middle as well. Give it a 2.5. I give it average. Two, 2.5 as well. But I was fighting a little. If it wasn't so many really cheesy, egregious parts that just made me like cringe, probably would have put it over to a three for me because I had a good time really? watching it. Yeah. But just, yeah, that. I all give it a that, two. I would say it's a heavy two, but it's still a two. I think it's. I think it's below average. I mean, I always I feel like I've always like a half star, just a little harsher than especially you. Like we're always like a half star difference, yeah, I know. <laughs> just lower. But yeah, when I look at, you know, what's what, you know, what else I consider to be mediocre, I'm like, didn't really like unhinged as much as those probably about. Yeah. Like I said, it's heavy, heavy too. So, all right. That uh, wraps up unhinged. Next, we are talking about Run. Okay, Run is written by Anish Chaganti and Sev Ohanian and directed by Anish Chaganti, who did um, Searching, which I have not seen yet, but that was like his breakout uh, directorial film. Uh, Stars Sarah Paulson and Kira Allen. Plot synopsis reads, a homeschooled teenager begins to suspect her mother is keeping a dark secret from her. Let's take a listen to a clip. Well, what about, I mean, Chloe is smart, brave, faced more emotional and physical challenges from the moment she was born than most adults ever will. Chloe is the most capable person I know. There's someone to not worry about. It's her. All right. What did you guys think of Run? I was very pleasantly surprised with this movie because I had no idea what I was getting into. And it took when it like turned it. The twist worked very well for me. I liked it a lot. Uh, It seemed to me like it was probably not too high of a budget movie, honestly. Like it was mostly filmed and really like three mm-hmm. locations, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, and though it wasn't anything new, it didn't do anything that was like unex like in a new way that I didn't ever see before. It was executed so well in many different parts that I, it was enough to keep you like, whoa, like this is fucked up. What's gonna happen next? Like it, it caught like I was at the edge of my seat. Now. When you say the twist, are you talking about the first twist or the second twist? I'm talking about the relationship twist. Okay, good. Because I was going to say, if you didn't think, if you thought the first twist was good, like, what are you watching? I'm interested. I don't (laughs) know what the first twist was. The obvious one. Well, apparently it was obvious. Well, maybe I I guess it wouldn't be a twist then if it's so obvious. We can talk about it. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, apparently I didn't think that one was a twist. Uh, Maybe not. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm, I'm interested in hearing about it now. 
But I, I and there's not a lot of complaint. I thought the acting between at least the main characters are good. A pharmacist was in this movie, so automatic bump right there. Jeez. <laughs> but they were terrible and clearly not a real pharmacist. <laughs> Couldn't even say HIPAA. No, <laughs> it was no. a family pharmacist. So you just she so just did some online class and then yeah. But I thought it was shot well. There was a lot of interesting angles. They like to do one where it kind of set in a corner and like panned slowly. Mm-hmm. And I liked yeah, lots I, of those. Yeah. yeah, I thought it looked good. And it was also filmed in a way that made it feel more intense at parts, especially I'm thinking the roof part. Yeah, overall, I don't have too much to complain about. Again, it wasn't doing anything new per se or anything like that. And I thought some of the side characters, like they were... I don't know, not as strong as the rest of it was. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I I liked it. I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, I liked it. Didn't love it. Um, I think that the overall premise, what like the, the storyline was actually pretty unique considering the double twist, I guess. Um, I thought, I think that a lot of tropes fell into this movie but too many at some times and I felt like at times it was it was just like bad after bad after bad after bad and it felt kind of like wrong almost (laughs) almost like exhausting you're like okay and then like the next scene it was like oh something kind of worse and then something kind of worse and you're like ugh I love that you're talking about what happens to the characters or the the techniques what happens? Okay. I also do. Um, I felt like the progression made sense though, with how it was going. Like it, I thought it showed the character fit the character well, and that kind of developed it. Like it was a natural progression of that character to me. I don't, I don't mean like, I don't know. I just felt like it was like too on the nose, like evil at times. Yeah. And, um, there are some conveniences in it that a lot of bother, yeah that bother me a little bit. But. I mean, let's be honest. This is a genre movie. Like, it's not yeah. trying to do anything more than be a like tense thriller. I mean, it is technically in the horror genre, which I don't think is horrific at all. But it's a straight up thriller where I think you have to kind of uh, uh, suspend your disbelief quite a bit and. The movie. Oh, yeah. And it falls into that thriller genre where you pretty much have to do that with a lot of, you know, not thrillers that aren't trying to be more than that or they're not trying to be elevated. You know, it's not it's not Gone Girl. It's not a Fincher thriller. It's a niche gigante. I feel like it was trying to be elevated at times. Mm. I don't think so. Not for me. I like I don't feel like it was really trying to say more than what it was. It was just entertaining. Going back to, you know, your 2001, this was just an entertaining movie. (laughs) And that's what. Yeah. And this movie was like mostly just entertaining. Like I don't, I didn't pull anything else that I could. Yeah. Technically. Technicals. You got acting was good. Really good. Shot. Yeah. Well at times. But it was, didn't have this like deeper message. But those things just because it's technically done well doesn't mean it has to be elevated. Like other than something. You know, a great if it's a, a pure genre film and it has those things, then that just makes it an even better 
film I overall. I Again, like going back times, to alone. Like I feel I was at saying times before. though, it, it tried going out of that. Specifically, when just sort of the sometimes the um, the way that the camera was shooting a a certain shot or something felt like it was trying to be. Again, why can't a pure genre film do things technically well? Why does that make it have to be something more than Did I say a genre? What? It can't. Yeah, you said it's trying to be more than that. I said at times it felt like it was trying to be more than that, yeah. Yes. So how does doing something technically well try <laughs> to be more than a pure genre felt. film? <laughs> because the to- like it didn't feel like a pure genre the whole the whole movie. It felt like it was trying to be elevated. It felt like there was there was elements that were like I don't know. I didn't feel like it was trying to say like more to me than what it it was just a horrific story that was like trying to make you go like, that's fucked up. (laughs) And that's pretty much it for me. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I forgot. We don't base movies on opinions. I forgot. (laughs) Go ahead, Kyle. (laughs) It was good. Uh, It wasn't amazing by any means. I think that it is just trying to be a thriller and the story is completely written around that because it's going for these twists and these reveals and that's what it's trying to that's what that's what people are going to like about this let's be honest right if if somebody watches this and gets something out of it like they're blown away by the twist 100% that raises their opinion of the film automatically right normal movie watchers yeah they can't see past that or like that's what they're left with in their mind is that that reveal right so that's what it's going for and it does successfully do that the the second time I thought that was that was good because you're everything else before that is makes you believe one thing right. and then it totally flips that right you have no reason to think otherwise which you know could be some people don't like that some people like to have a little bit of breadcrumbs to follow but um yeah it was fine it made sense when they do the the flashback and the and the overall reveal the main thing I think is the acting actually and Sarah Paulson obviously is is good, uh, but the the girl is actually a I don't know if paraplegic is the right term because I don't know how much if she has no use of her legs or what, but she is in a wheelchair. She's wheelchair bound. Oh, it's really? The first, it's like the first major role or something like that for a, a wheelchair actress. Um, There's some statistic. I rewatched another movie this year with the main character who's actually in a wheelchair. Okay, well, there's some statistic <laughs> out there. If you look it up, there's a story. Like 23 <laughs> seconds or whatever. It's 23 minutes. Well, whatever. The name of it. There's, there's some story about this actress. She is uh, the first of something. Anyway, and they actually used a wheelchair actress, which is obviously inclusivity is always good. And she was just really good in the movie. Yeah. I thought she killed it. Yeah. Like she had, I've never seen her before. Is this her first movie? I think it might be her first major feature or one of her, or the first movie. She's done other acting things. Obviously that's how she got the role, but yeah, I think it could be one of her first. Cause I thought she killed it. She had to do a lot of different, like, I mean, terror, a lot of different things and like all you could see it, like feel it like like real. Yeah. She comes to, there's a, lot a few of times she comes to like revelations and you have to see that tear in her eyes, you know, yeah. at the pharmacy, for example, and the basement, you know, mm-hmm. scenes like that. It's just really, yeah. I mean, I really feel like she was one of the things that made it feel so like, uh, like hurry up. No, hurry, that's, hurry, like, so that's yeah. the other thing besides the acting, like it did do a good job of building tension. Yeah. There's some tropes and some cliches of thrillers and horror, but 
I think just because of the stakes and her predicament being in a wheelchair, it does them a little bit differently and uh, successfully. Like I was felt pretty tense watching it. I mean, I thought that was interesting. I've never seen another movie, I guess, where they're in a wheelchair and like that kind of horror. Like it's not just the you're being like trapped type thing. It's like, no, you are trapped because of the way you are. Right. A lot of times. Yeah. Right. Like. Now, I was going to say a movie that you could say this might have been heavily influenced by his misery. Have you ever seen Misery? I don't think With so. With James Conn? Oh. Well, his legs are broken and he's trapped by an erratic fan because mm. he's a writer in a house like in winter. So his legs are broken. He has no use of his legs and she is trapping him there. I kind of like those things. <laughs> Wait, Tusk. Watch Misery. <laughs> also, right? Yeah, Tusk too. Kind of. <laughs> okay. So I guess I just like that <laughs> where it's like. That body horror, I guess, where it's like something's like mm-hmm. yeah, that creepiness that adds to it that someone I don't want to like spoil it. But yeah, yeah, there's uh, nothing horrific. There's no horrific imagery. It's just like the feeling it's suffocating. Like feeling helplessness. Of being trapped. Yeah. yeah. Helplessness. That's what's yeah. scary. And like you can feel that like empathize with that or sympathize, I guess, with that. Mm-hmm. And it first that major, worked well for me. It was the first major thriller in 70 years to star a wheelchair user. Okay. 70 years, so Since it has ni- been done. 1948, The Son <laughs> yeah. of the Ram. Well, I thought it was some statistic. I couldn't remember what it was. I just want just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big breakthrough. Um, okay, so we all gave our general opinions. This movie is going to feature heavy spoilers, so anything from now on, if we talk freely and we say spoilers, you've been warned. So... So what was the (laughs) first twist you were talking about? The first twist was the fact that she could use her legs if she wasn't under this particular medication. Right. Okay. So that was obvious, right? So I didn't know if that was a twist exactly, but it was was more of like a mystery that she was trying to solve and then finally figures out she could use her legs. Yeah, because once they started getting in the medication part of it, I'm like, oh, I know where this is going. Well, the first twist is that she was poisoned, that she was being poisoned. That's what I said. Yeah. It's the same thing. By the medication. Right. But mm-hmm. that's like just because she was could move her legs wasn't like the overall thing. She got all of these disease all of these were because she was being poisoned. Yeah. Like she doesn't so actually that she have anything use wrong her legs with her. wasn't like the main twist. It was just the fact that all of these Yeah, all of her issues were being diabetes, everything were being because which I will say, all the drugs that they talked about don't exist because <laughs> I've never because uh, it's called um, dioxin or di dipoxin or digoxin. Digoxin, yeah. It, you, they call it digoxin is real. In this. Yeah, digoxin is. It's real. the same exact thing. And there's no ribocaine, but there is a uh, lidocaine and stuff. Well, but, yeah, they they did that on purpose. Which, but I mean, makes you numb everywhere because <laughs> it's lidocaine. But, yeah, like. There's definitely, like I said, a lot of those was, things where you have to, have to suspend your disbelief. That's what I was saying. It's a conveniency thing. Yeah, there's well, a lot of conveniences in that try. in the movie. Yeah, but Dijoxin is for heart arrhythmia. Yeah, it affects your heart, but like that's what the that guy looked it up. Trigoxin. Tri- but why would it cause her to have? It didn't. Yeah, because she wasn't was the right taking medication. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like is there is there a medication that, awesome. that can exact that can replicate asthma exactly? Because like when she's feeling tense or stressed or whatever, she has an asthma attack. But 
theoretically, you would think that she doesn't actually have asthma. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that can't That's happen. That's what I felt too. But I'm just so like, there's a lot of those like, like what would cause well, logical like, things? asthma? There, there yeah, there's isn't nothing. a drug no. that causes <laughs> asthma. Like it's a condition. So maybe she yeah. actually had asthma. But well, the rest, yeah, you would fake. have to, yeah. But <laughs> that would be like a long shot. Yeah. To <laughs> Unless something, yeah, that it. Those parts, all the pharmacy stuff was a little hard because, yeah, like, I know, yeah, like, I know. So and, I'm just like, oof. Well, yeah. I don't know. You're not a veterinarian, but the medication is specifically for dogs to numb their legs, right? So a dog I has guess, four yeah. extremities. They're all legs. I mean, if you consider our, if you would say that, how could the medication work on only humans on only legs. on their legs? Wouldn't it numb yeah. her arms also because those are all your extremities? That's the thing. Like, you wouldn't... It, like medications don't affect just one area yeah. unless it's like injected <laughs> in the area or it's a topical exactly. or something. Yeah. No, it's going to affect the whole body. Yes. And yeah. All of those parts in, <laughs> like in the pharmacy parts, I just said it like, yeah, I'm just going to, cause I even looked them up just to make sure I'm like, I'm, I don't think any of these are real. Nope. They're not, none of them are real, but yeah, I mean, that, I was okay with that. But then also the fact that she does go to how many doctors, like, she can't just say like exactly. They go to actual doctors all the time. Like okay, w- wouldn't that was my they biggest problem? Out? That was my biggest like problem. I'm like, okay, you had to get prescribed these at one right. time. She doesn't have a dog for one. How did they get prescribed dog medication? <laughs> you have to have a dog. Like a vet can't just write a prescription for something that for a dog they haven't seen. <laughs> like, she's feeling. Pre- it's not like there's a. It's not like there's a reveal where she's making the medication or or stealing it or something yeah. like that she is going to yeah. kroger to get the get medication the, yeah those are the that was like the biggest thing i'm like no doctor has like a doctor if they're testing you they would know like they always ask your drug list and everything they're like wait these side effects could all be caused by this or a pharmacist like i would have noticed that <laughs> like you right. know it's like oh I, I ask all the time why is this person on this like do they need to be on it and i'll ask them i'm like hey i've noticed you're on this like do you know why you're taking this no do you need to take it it's usually for this oh no <laughs> i haven't had that in years can we stop it yeah like someone would have <laughs> noticed that like especially medications this like serious like digoxin type medications you would have to have a reason to get that. And it's like, oh, is she taking another medication that caused that? They would notice that too. So, yeah, I totally had just like, yeah, but were any, shut my mind out for any that. of the prescriptions real? They, yeah. She's I mean, going to, that, but far, even like, that, like, I catch fake scripts. I've caught multiple fake scripts. It's not that hard to realize when a script is fake. And nobody fakes those kind, I guess. So maybe that would be it. Because uh, like usually they're faking they also like oxy like, or something. Put in a scene where she has a pad or or something. Yeah. You know, put like in she something stole a doctor's to, yeah, no pad. That these has happened. Kinds of questions. That has happened. Yeah. Yeah. That is a thing that normally happens. But maybe they they could have just asked a pharmacist. They should have just asked a pharmacist. Yeah, had a because uh, I've seen all pharmacist this. on set. <laughs> yeah, just to ask him, hey, like, what's hey, some easy? Right? Yeah, like, and they, it would have fixed all those things because I could have made like legit reasons for how right. you could do that. Yeah, none of those felt legit at all. But yeah, that's not going to affect most people. Like, right, but that's what, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that's what I'm saying is it, if you look at it from the pure genre and and then on top of that, there's a fact, there's a twist. I feel like that's part of the reason why it's getting such high reviews. I mean, it is a good, well-made movie, but it's not like 
amazing or anything. Yeah. You know, and to go back to the shots, what you're saying is how they added tension. Uh, there was that, there's a couple times, I think they did a couple times, but the fast, the fast pan, so they did the slow pan and then they do the fast, the jerk and the store, they look at the door. She's oh, facing yeah, one. Yeah. Look at the door. It's not. It's nobody. Mm-hmm. Cut back. You know, it swings it's like back. Look, watching. Yeah, like, and then yeah. go back to like the second time it goes back to the door. Then it actually is her mom swings back. Yeah, reminded me of uh, that behind the scenes of La La Land how they do that really quick. Yeah, I thought that was. Yeah, there was like a lot of things, and that added to it, right? Yeah, it wasn't just things that shots like that that you know. That's when cinematography adds to the scene, not just someone yeah, it's filming done with the scene. A purpose. Yeah, there's a point that adds more to the scene, not just filming the scene. Yeah. Um, there was also a thing that we brought up alone already two times: the trope that they avoided successfully again, where she is trying to explain, she's trying to talk her way out of the situation with the mailman. But he doesn't believe her. He's, he goes back and says, okay, do you really want to go to the hospital? I you liked go to the police that. station. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it worked. And yeah. then obviously she gets around it. But she's trying to, you know, explain like, believe me, believe me. And he doesn't believe her, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just like an alone. alone yeah. I liked, yeah, <laughs> I, I liked that though. Like, someone, No, yeah, I like that too a lot. Yeah. I mean, they kind of did that in Unhinged too. At the gas station. I know. So we talked about alone in. Oh, you're saying in the gas station though. Yeah. yeah when she's because they just believe her. Yeah. Which I'm like, yes, because like more people would believe that now, right? So it just makes it less dumb to me, more realistic. Because I would believe that. Because like that'd be a weird thing to lie about. Yeah. <laughs> and like, what does it hurt you to just, just go walk, walk out? out of there? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So yeah. yeah, I did like that scene a lot. Yeah. Um. Okay, so the second twist. We talked about the first one with the medication. The second twist, the actual twist, was that she was is not her daughter at all. She was stolen from the hospital um, from her parents or whatever. Yeah. From her actual parents. And so she's been raising her as her daughter. So do you think that worked? And... Do you think there's plot holes there? Because I've seen some people say that that's just totally like not even possible or wouldn't happen. I mean, like, <laughs> well, there's plot hole over. again. Another thing that I just kind of, yeah, it would not be that easy to steal somebody's baby from a hospital. Right. There's like, no cameras in the fucking yeah, room. <laughs> like no cameras, no, nothing like no yeah. workers, no security guards. Yeah. That was another one. I just like, I'm just going to let that one like <laughs> go. Yeah. Yeah. Who was Diana Boom Boo Water or Boo Warner? The name of the box that she lo- opened said Diana Boo something. Um and never really wasn't it her about. mom? Diane wasn't her Diane name? Diane Shepherd. Ma- her name was Diana. Sherman. Diane Sherman, yeah. but it doesn't really like explain who Diana Boo whatever was. Maybe sh- it was her. She had a different name. Yeah, but what like she could have changed no, her name. There's no like indication as to that she changed her name. I'm trying to think of why when she opens the folder, it's Diane something. And what's inside the folder is what's inside the folder. The name on the death certificate is Chloe, though. Yeah. yeah. So her name is so her daughter's name was Chloe. Going to be Chloe. Chloe. Her she original died. one. Yep. Yeah. She so maybe that, that's. 
Wait. But then she named her dad. And then she, she took probably on the changed name her Diane. Name. She probably changed her last name to like get away with it, but it's like she changed. Like, how do you change your last name without? Or maybe she was knowing? married at the time and then she got a divorce and changed her name. Because, like, I mean, losing a baby is always hard on people. Maybe that ended yeah, up. Yeah, but I feel like I don't that, know. I just that got, little, I didn't even like, notice that. There's honestly. no, there was no indication that she was even married. Like she had no, a baby. But. Yeah, but you don't have to be married to have a baby. I know, but she, she didn't have. Did she have a ring on her? Well, finger? no, that doesn't make sense because she would have been married, had the baby, got divorced. No, stole the baby, and then <laughs> the husband been like, yeah, not known anything. Dad in, the, in the picture, maybe she just divorced. changed her name then to hide. Easier. Yeah, but yeah. how do you change your last name without a marriage license? Uh, you can change your name. Your like last going name? court? Yeah. Right? Can't you? I don't know. I actually don't I, know. That, I, I don't even think it matters because it has no effect but on it the like, plot. But it was named it on there? it and like it like zoomed in on like the fact that the name was Diana Booat or Boon something. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I honestly did not notice that. Yeah. Um... The ending, the very ending now. So she, she is, how many, what's, I did miss the time skip. Seven years. Seven years. She still can't, she still is using a wheelchair. That was weird. I thought it was odd. Cause like, the well, only thing that was said, good there was the medication. Yeah, they, yeah, they said she might not be able to walk you. again. Yeah. Okay. For, she said her trainer, like I might be able to, but she's also 10 been taking pills that dude, you who knows what it probably did her. permanent damage to her nerves. Yeah, yeah. Nerve okay, damage. that's fair. But anyway, the total ending, I was didn't wasn't that big of a fan. <laughs> yeah, where she's doing it to her now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what that's what I'm saying. Not that she went to visit her. That she's like giving her these pills or whatever. Like yeah, because again, choking them up and yeah, like forcing her to take them. It's making healthcare look really bad because yeah. like they would pay attention to that kind of stuff. Yeah. And like if she's laying there in bed, she puts up no fight. Like if there's even kind of a struggle, like they would be like, oh, what's going well, on in she, there? She's paralyzed. <laughs> yeah. But how did it start? <laughs> there's an inciting incident like, hey, take these pills. <laughs> yeah. But I, I guess I don't know. Oh, maybe she just was. She's, she's paralyzed from like in. the neck down type thing. Yeah, she fell downstairs. Yeah, she, she fell down the stairs. Mm. Paralyzed herself, and now she's a paralyzed. Yeah, she's one. pretty much trapped in. That her was another own part where self. I was like, it t- took me off guard. <laughs> she just gets shot and gets rocked down the stairs. <laughs> There's a lot of blood too. <laughs> I was like, oh, she's dead. Yeah, it started like pooling like instantly, a massive pool. <laughs> but she was in a hospital. Yeah. True. That is true. If that's going to happen, you're in the best place for that. Call 911. We're already in a hospital. (laughs) Seinfeld. All right. Um, Anything else to say on run? That was on my notes. Yeah, no. I I don't have any. This is a movie I think I could like throw on for people. I'm like, hey, have you seen this yet? And they're like, no. I'm like, you should check it out. Pretty good. Yeah. It's rewatchable. Yeah, it's rewatchable. I don't know if I'd ever watch it again. I think it's kind of a you watch it for the twist, right? Right. And then you know the twist. It's like, but I would oh, watch it this. to see their reaction. <laughs> oh, you mean watch it with somebody else? Yeah, yeah. I I'm wouldn't watch it, watch it again alone. myself. Oh, no, yeah. yeah, no. Yeah, because I've already seen it. But showing it to other people, throwing it on, be like, hey, you haven't seen this? Yet? I'm interested to check out Searching because I notoriously hate though the screen movies, the internet movies where it's just a screen, right? 
And for the most part, searching is supposed to be only done on a screen, but it's done like interestingly, people have said. And there, I guess there's there's probably a twist in that. This is probably going to be this guy's like niche thing now. He's gonna, trying to be the next M Night. He never will be, but that's okay. Uh, where he's going to have a you know some kind of twist in each of his movies, and yeah, I feel like that's that's what's going to happen. But I'm interested to check it out now after January, of course, because too many 2020 movies to watch. That was 2018. Yeah. Yep. Remember that a couple of years ago it was talked about quite a bit. I don't. I feel like I might have watched that actually. <laughs> I don't yeah, remember. remember. Yeah. It <sighs> looks really familiar though. Yeah, it's John Chu or Cho or Chu from mm-hmm. Harold and Kumar. And Deborah Messing. Yeah, I may have seen this one. <laughs> all right. Well, if that's all you guys have to say on Run, you want to rate it out of five stars? Yes. I gave it a three and a half. I gave it a three. I also gave it a three. So you get right. with this half star bump again. Yep. I'm always there. <laughs> That's the pharmacy bump. So we actually were the same score then. Yeah. It's the pharmacy bump. Because the pharmacy bump. We don't get a lot of credit. <laughs> well, actually, you get less credit now. I know. This yeah, is I know. Like <laughs> major, terrible. major professional, like way worse. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's get into what else we've been watching. I only have one other thing. Jacob has the most. So, Jacob, you want to kick it off? Yeah. So, I watched the masterpiece, Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, yes. Which I tried to watch, in yeah, all fairness. Yeah, what happened to it? And it was not on Voodoo. I watched it, though. Well, it wasn't there. You and they just said like, you deleted looked. it? I don't I know. know. I watched it on there, though. And it was less than 48 hours because I checked the time when you sent that first text. Oh, yeah. It's 48 hours, like, still. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it doesn't like make sense. Coming up on like Friday. Right I definitely yeah. watch it. I don't know what happened to it on Voodoo. I know for well, sure. Well, then I looked at the price and I was like, maybe I'll just rent it myself. And it was like seven bucks. I was like, eh, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Jiu-Jitsu. Jiu-Jitsu. It's directed it. by Dimitri Logothesis. The master. The master. <laughs> what else has he directed? I don't know. <laughs> With classics like Pretty Smart. Slaughterhouse Rock and Kickboxer Retaliation. All classics. All, Criter- all classics. Coming to the Criterion Collection soon. Starring Nicolas Cage, Elaine Moussi, Frank Grillo, or Grillo. Oh, Frank Grillo? Grillo. Grillo. Yeah, he's. he's a Tony Jaa of Unbach fame. Another one of my favorite of the kung fu type movies. He's like liter- Hitman. No. That's, yes. No, that's Donnie Yen. Who'd you say? Tony Ja. Oh, I thought you were talking about Donnie Yen. No. <laughs> Off limits. So this I literally saw this movie in like a meme or something. And then I'm like, ooh, Nick Cage. A kung fu movie? Yes. So I had to watch this movie. And like, I feel like I'm like (laughs) downgrading myself by even like giving it too much to talk about. It's bad. It's terrible. It could be a cult classic, though. This is the one of those kind of movies with that feel like 
but that people could just love it because of how bad it is. It's one of those. Like it's one of, like the room type bad. Like it's bad, but you knew it was going to be bad. And you chose to watch it, so you're here. And for that, go for it. Don't watch, don't pay $7 for it though. There was just so much terribleness to this movie. I don't know what the budget was, but it was at least $3. Because the, the special effects looked about that bad. Some parts are I remember, like literally it starts with a scene where these like uh, shuriken are going through like the air and it hits a bush and like the bush doesn't rustle or anything. But you see like these fake CGI like leaves pop out of it. But the bush itself doesn't actually move. And they did that so many times. Every time somebody got punched, kicked or whatever, there was dirt that flew out that was like just cgi dirt (laughs) Uh, yeah nick cage was nick cage i feel like they're just like hey we want you to make a movie and he's like can i be myself and they're like yes but it's kung fu this time he's like i'm in see i feel like it's a movie that they can get away with all of those things because they say it's a nick cage movie yeah that's like totally planned yeah it was meant to be that and the, like the main character has the most cheesy, you know, amnesia so that you can like learn the things that are happening through his eyes. Mm. But he has like the dumbest amnesia ever, because if I ever had amnesia, I would be asking a lot of questions. And most of the time he just looks confused. And like people are like, you don't remember. And he's just like this confused look just. <laughs> They're like, don't you know who we are? Like, just ask questions. Like, like, the listeners can't see you also. Yeah, I know. But they get the pauses. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That was so, that was the main character's entire like acting was just like looking confused because he has amnesia. But then, like, immediately following what anybody says, like, they literally, this military people find him and pull him in and start questioning him. And then he, they just like, I trust him. I think he really does forget what he has happened. And then immediately Tony Jaa comes in there, kills like there's so many broken bones of this movie, like just like just breaking people's arms and legs and stuff. He comes in, like takes out like a hundred people. Come, and then the guy who now is kind of working with these military people, he's like, hey, come with me. And he's like, OK. And they go off and start breaking everybody else's bones with the people he was just with. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) And it does this thing where it goes like first person perspective, like from his perspective. And he's like punching and getting hit like the camera's getting hit. Tony Jaa or... No, this is the... Or the other guy. No, no. Nick Cage isn't a main character, really. He's he's like the old sensei. So he's not the main... No. man. No, the main character. I don't know if I want to watch it. He's in it a bit, but he is not the main character. He's not in it for a while, like halfway through the movie. The main character is this Alan Moosey. Oh, yeah, Alan Moosey. Yeah, and he just... He's from Kickboxer and his other other guy's (laughs) movie. He wanted to make sure he gets another... This consistent actor. He was so bad. And the fighting was bad. But it was funny. I was laughing. Like It was a fun time to watch never would watch it again would probably use it as a punishment for people to watch but i don't think they would be super mad about it 
Yeah, like, okay, so <laughs> is it, it can't be that bad. Like, uh, are we talking like Loquisha? Are we talking Violet? No, are we talk- it's like, not. It's like, gotta it, be fun. Like, those are just bad because they're bad. Like, it knows it's bad. Like, I guarantee, like, the director made this movie. They're like, this movie's going to be shit. And people are going to love it. Like, they try. it was almost like they tried to make a cult classic movie. Right. But it's not quite there. Maybe, like, some people could like it a lot. Like, just, it is hilariously bad. Like, seeing Nick Cage as the old sensei talking wisdom and then fighting, like, kung fu and stuff. Like... Martial arts, like Nick Cage, it's hilarious. Like just hearing that, you're like, "Oh, I want to see that," but it fails on most. I mean, I guess that camera view is a little interesting because it would go from first person, then inexplicably change to third person, and then change back to first person. Like he would be punching a guy in first person. You see his like fist and shit, and then he rolls. And now he's in third person and then he rolls back again and it's like he picks up the camera with his head and now it's back in first person. Hmm. Could be. It's, I'm like, oh, I haven't seen that done really before. Should it have been done, though? <laughs> Probably not. But it was interesting, at least. Five, Twelve people gave this a five star. Twelve people. <laughs> Ironically, Probably obviously. All Dimitri's. No, they just ironically gave it like, oh, Nick Cage is so it's yeah. so bad, it's so good. No, it, it is bad. It's not so bad, it's good. But I, I didn't like hate it. It was still funny to watch. Like it was like a comedy to me. Like it was one of those movies you just drink a bit, watch what it. What did Frank and Grillo laugh. do in it? I don't even remember. Frank Grillo, he plays in like the purge. He's always like a badass. That's mm-hmm. what he was. Guy. Yep. was. He the military guy. No, he, no, he was one of the because they're part of this secret gr- ancient group of people who fight this alien that comes and visits that originally taught them jujitsu. It's a big thing, you know. And will there be a, a sequel? I oh, sure God. hope not. <laughs> I bet there is. There won't be. These actually are the movies that always get like two Dude, or three kick, sequels. Kickboxer, his other shit had like two movies. Did it really? Two or three. I bet with the budget and with. Probably this is going to, I bet it's going to make money because as Nick Cage attached and it's VOD, it's like, what else is there to watch? I bet it makes money. <laughs> I bet it, I bet they make a second one, maybe a third. I would not be surprised if we're lucky. Look at you bowls movies. I mean, he's notoriously bad. He makes like sequels and yeah, trilogies. But, yeah, that's true. Cause they're all made for nothing. And then they get, th- they get the reputation that they're so bad. They're good. There's people that will watch those kinds of movies. Yeah, I used to love B movies. Or they're all rent, th- yeah, the B movies, or they'll rent them because they want to do, you know, some commentary or some review on them. And yeah. it'll probably get picked up by like Prime. I used to watch B movies like all the time. It's fun. Somebody's gonna pick it up, and it'll it'll make money. I mean, like but seriously, no, none of the if original you could, actors will be back. If you could watch this for free, and you just want to like drink and watch this like movie that will make you laugh because how bad it is this is it it was there i just it hope the price that. drops before new year's because then i'll watch it but yeah i don't want to rent it for seven dollars no it's not worth that uh, there's but, enough stuff out now where i could hit my hundred mark easily but i would be interested to watch this if yeah. you were at 99 and it was almost midnight <laughs> january 1st it was just it was funny almost, <laughs> yeah when you text about this i'm like i'm already like literally about to rent this right now oh yeah yeah, it was already on my watch list. Oh, really? Yeah, when he talked about it. it. Yeah, I already. I told you I saw a meme about it. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I gotta watch this. I'm interested. I liked Color Out of Space, so, you know. Two Nick Cage movies, 2020. Oh, uh, yeah, but he's someone that could do a great movie like Mandy, and then he could make a terrible movie like Jiu-Jitsu. I liked he's Color Out of Space, too. All over the place. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, if you love B-movies, watch this 100%. You'll have a good time. If you just like movies or, like, you don't have that taste, don't watch this movie. It is awful in pretty much every single way that a movie could be bad. It's only five ninety nine on Amazon. For probably standard definition. Nope. HD. Hmm. Still not worth it. No. He's <laughs> at that dollar. Um, all right. You want to do one that I watched? Yeah. And uh, I gave it a one and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah. Juju's two. Yeah. All right. Which one do you want to do? What? Pick it. One that I watched. Happiest thing. Or oh, you watch Happiest Season? Too? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, I guess I can go really quick through Get Duked because you talked about it last time a bit. Yep. And I'll be, well, I'll be able to, can we, at least I'll be able to talk on Get Duked. So. Yeah. yeah I, I liked it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, it gave me that Edgar Wright that I didn't get this year that I would have had. And this guy, either it's the style, like you were saying, of just whatever, or like this guy is a fan of Edgar Wright movies and wanted to make a movie like Edgar Wright. And he pretty much nailed it for the, it wasn't up quite to the level. For oh no. Me, but Not even, I wouldn't even say it's even first close movie. Yeah. This guy is like, he has a two minute short other than this. Well, he did a, he's done a lot of music videos. Right. He's, he does a lot of collaborations with rappers and you can mm. see that in this movie. how it's totally oh, yeah. hip hop influenced. Yeah. But, um, like, yeah, I, I was saying that this, the comedy, whether he's emulating Edgar Wright or not, I think it's just something stylistically with that, you know, Scottish or UK, just that style of comedy is kind of almost all like Edgar Wright. Not not every movie, but, you know, I watched another movie like a long time ago, The Young Offenders, and it was kind of reminding me of Edgar Wright also. Totally different director, everything different, but a UK comedy that was like that also. I think it's just that style that, did like, you say that he does uh, so well? Extraordinary was in the same like kind of vein of like that didn't have the editing so. right. I, like th- they had like those panning shots and like the the quick takes of like I don't know. It just European that one didn't comedy. feel quite well. To yeah, that. no, yeah. Whereas this one you can this see this one is definitely was Edgar like felt very yeah. influenced by Edgar Wright. Yeah, the biggest thing where it felt like to me that was the writing for me. Yeah. While it was funny, it wasn't just that level of writing in Edgar Wright movies where it's like, no. wow, <laughs> like you just think about it. You were talking about the payoffs and it did. Like A the payoffs are payoffs. so good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the tractor and listening to music and yeah. everything. <laughs> and the, even the van at the end. Yeah. The van comes back. <laughs> yeah. Like there's so many things that come back and I thought those were done well. Yeah. Overall. Where they there's things where they seem dumb in the moment, right? You're yeah. like, oh that's kinda dumb and then it comes back and like, oh okay. Okay. Works. You're like, okay, <laughs> now it's like I have this inside joke I shared with the movie. Yeah. Where like you could rewatch it and be like, now I don't think that's dumb, I know it's gonna pay yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. And I I thought it was yeah, it was definitely over the top, but it was always trying to be like just dumb and over the top. Mm-hmm, for sure. But dumb and over the top and like British movies can still seem like a slightly elevated level, I guess. But yeah, I thought it was like I was laughing quite a few times in this. And even the music parts were, were could have been like 
really bad and stupid thought were still funny and worked. Oh yeah. I thought it was, yeah, I thought that worked like, <laughs> like that could have been terrible. Yeah. But it's it kind of like how they come, they kind of use it as like a way to move, to skip time and like move things forward without having to, cause it's a, it's trying to be very quickly paced, right? It's an hour 20 something. And it's, this is a guy that does music videos. He's used to working from anywhere from two to six minutes, right? Like, I just feel like it's trying to move that forward quickly. And the best way to do that is like this rap and the, even the lyrics worked well. And, um, Oh, the other thing I want to ask was the, the tripping scenes, the drug scenes, right? Oh what yeah. Think of those. I like it. They're like totally not like any other movie yeah. where like they go total cartoony, like, but like real at the same time. I like to get all enlarged. I like that. Especially with the teacher. Where yeah. it was like cutting out parts and he's like, you did it. Like, cause like he was just missing all the context and that yeah, right. you were hearing at the same time, but he wasn't and the way it fit together. That felt so very Edgar Wright to me where that cut and everything just ended with him kind of being seeming like making a good sense that they all understood what he was talking about. Like uh-huh. it wasn't just, Oh, he's stupid. He's on drugs. It was like, how did you know? Like, that makes sense. And he's like, well, because of this thing, they're like, oh, I didn't. Oh, we didn't think that's what you meant. But it got them to the same point. I thought that worked really well. Yeah, I like the tripping scenes, the yeah. rabbit poop. Yeah, the magic mushrooms. Yeah. Anything else? You want to rate it? Yeah, I gave it a three and a half. Another three and a half. Very much my style of humor. Cool. Surprised you didn't give the half star bump. Yeah. No, and it wasn't that good. <laughs> Kyle said it could go up. Good. Uh, I don't know. I I mean, this isn't a movie I would be mad at watching again. But. No, no, it's super. Yeah, it was short. Easy like, to watch. Yeah, well paced. Yeah. A good comedy like is always easy, especially short is always easy to throw on. Yeah. But. Okay. You want to get into Happiest Season then? Yeah. We watched another Hulu original. Netflix original. No. Happiest Season? Yeah. It's on Netflix, isn't it? No. Oh, it's Hulu. We watched it. <laughs> I just saw it today. That, or yesterday, that's why. But I've been bouncing back and forth. Happiest Season. Let's With see. Daniel Levy. That's all I got. Oh. Kristen Stewart. Yeah, so this is written and directed by Clea Duvall, the Clea, or is it Clea? Or some, I've heard it two different ways. Anyway, Clea Duvall from the actress, as in the actress Clea Duvall. And it makes sense when you look at the story why she's writing this and directing it, something, I guess, of a maybe a passion project closer to her heart. Uh, yeah, star, lots of people in this. Stars Kristen Stewart, Mackenzie Davis, Mary Steenburgen, Victor Garber, Allison Brie, Mary Holland, who also co-wrote it with her, Daniel Levy, Aubrey Plaza, tons of people. So what do you think of Happiest Season? The newest holiday rom-com. Yeah. I mean, it definitely didn't do anything to elevate that status, right? It's definitely Mm -hmm. a rom-com. Like... But there was enough technically done with acting and everything else that it brought it to above average for me. But I mean, overall, it's a story that you've seen. Not the story wise, I guess you've seen before. That is a little bit different, right? But it it 
really ends up with the same outcome that you see in these kind of movies. See, this is where it uh, feels like a movie that is a genre movie, right? It's a holiday rom-com, but it's trying to be more. But it it almost feels like it thinks it's a little bit too important. Like, it is... The stories need to be told, right? And, like, sure, this might have, like, a holiday genre. It probably is one of the first of those to be LGBTQ uh, inclusive, right? So, like, in the holiday, in, in terms of holiday, it is, but I feel like we're quite past that. And this just feels so generic, even in those terms. Like, it feels like it's special because it's including those things, but it's really not. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Like, it's a different story, but really the yeah. beats are all the same. It's a different story because of what the relationship yes. is. But really, it's the same story as every other rom-com, yeah. like just you have skinned to, differently. It has to be good, and then it has to some twist Problems that makes everything bad, and, and then, then it has to fix together. it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it had oh, all of that. God. But there were... I guess that story itself was a little bit different in that way. Like that's just what brought it. I mean, average would mean there are different things, but like that's when you get to even just because there's good things doesn't mean it automatically becomes, well, I mean not automatically. I'm not saying you're automatically raising it, but it isn't better to me. It wasn't better than it didn't do anything above average just because of those things. There was a lot of things that brought it down just in terms of the writing, especially the script and like, it just wasn't, especially in terms of being a comedy. I think I laughed once. Wasn't very funny. Um, True. There's a lot of like threads that just are kind of like, or they're like left, not unanswered, but just super thin. Um, A lot of characters are very stereotypical. There's, they try to do so much because it's a big family, right? There's three daughters. They try to give characterizations to every daughter and it's not really that long. It's only an hour. It's a little over an hour and a half when you take out the credits, right? And they just try to fit so much into this movie. I feel like it doesn't really get to the depth that it needs to for this kind of story or is not funny enough to be this thin. If you're going to be this thin on characters, it should be really funny. I didn't I didn't think it was that funny. Yeah. I mean, I like Jane. I thought she was freaking. Jane they treated the, her. Yeah. 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 The uh, ugly duckling. Yeah, I get that. And like they could have gone to like a little bit more extremes with that, right? Like if you're going to be more like a little, I don't know, slapsticky, which I feel like they almost reach to that at some points and they go more serious at some points. Like comedy can include a lot of different things, but tonally, even as a comedy, it feels a little off like in this to me where they they don't stretch enough to reach those, like to really treat her like that, like to have, I mean, I could see the justification, but I don't know. There's one scene in particular, like even the the sibling rivalry, like they try to show that they have this sibling rivalry, right? But like why? And all that stuff is like barely touched on. It's yeah. not explored a lot. You're just like expected to that. Yeah. Like, like just know they say, that. here's this one scene. You that's, you know that now. Right. And yeah, Definitely a lot of that. Yeah, there's a lot of those things. Barely touch on it. Okay, you know that. That's enough. That's all you need to know. That's what I'm talking about. The thinness of the characters and the thinness of the plot and the writing overall just to get just to serve this one purpose of these gay characters. I don't know. I guess staying together or coming together. Yeah. I almost would have liked it better if the ending was different where she kind of stuck to her guns, but they became better characters after that. Right. Right. 
I don't know. Yeah, I do agree. It's pretty thin. For me, that's most rom-coms, though. That's true, but that's what I'm saying is, at least in those, yeah. there's probably more comedy or or a little bit something else. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. I could see that. But even most rom-coms, I'm not saying that I wouldn't give those better scores than this either. Like, right. They're all about the same. Like, yeah. Watch, that's, barely watchable. That's how I felt that with most rom-coms. They're just not my style. Right. But this one did enough that I wasn't like mad at the end or anything. I, I overall did enjoy watching it. And I thought even though the store like literally was like, hey, look, gay characters like that was kind of their shtick. Yeah. It didn't feel necessarily like it was always hitting me in the head with that. It just for, for me while watching, it's like, wow, this is where we're at now. You know, like this is just. I just watched it and I didn't think, oh, those are two gay characters. And like, I was just like, oh, that this is a rom-com and those are two characters in a rom-com. Even though it did have parts of that where, I mean, that was literally part of the story, right? That she had to lie about it. Yeah. But it was just like, I don't know. I guess it was nice to see that this is where we are getting to. Yes, that's okay. So there's, it is trying to say one important thing, right? That coming out can be extremely difficult or whatever. But I feel like I already knew that or like I'm sure a lot of people already know that. Maybe I'm taking that, maybe I'm taking that for granted that I, think I do know that maybe, and maybe a lot of people don't that, know that. Like from your perspective, but I feel like a lot of people don't. Sure, and that's why it might yeah. be an important story to them, but I feel like I knew where this was going the entire time. So at the end I didn't feel satisfied because it it does follow the exact same beats mm-hmm. of a rom-com. They're together, they're happy problems arise oh there's get into these because of this secret they get into a lot of quirky situations and then they have a problem they get back together at the end yeah like it follows the same exact beats of every rom-com right just because it skins them in as gay characters i don't feel like i got anything else from that and i don't feel like it was funny enough to raise it up to elevate it at all or or say anything because the main theme that it's saying or the main problem that they have is that she won't come out to her parents but because it's difficult but i feel like i already knew that right but i don't know yeah i feel like they could the best thing that they might have done is the fate had some more of the the polarity between her coming out to her parents and parents and them being supportive yes, versus yeah. them not being supportive but I they mean, kill her parents off they doesn't even have the parents yeah. so like I feel like that might have been. I mean, a better they kind of did that with the her friend, where he said, "Yeah, at the end, like I got kicked out, for, and like my dad didn't talk to me for thirteen Dude, years." Maybe. That's what I'm saying. Is the end is there's only like they have the only two important conversations in the whole movie, which that's usually when it happens is at the end. Yeah, like his conversation with her, and then her opening up about why she hasn't come out to her parents or whatever. Right. <coughs> but it's all still relatively surface. Like I said, maybe I'm taking it for granted to me just being a little bit more progressive or I guess more progressive than most and already assuming that or knowing that. But again, this is on streaming on Hulu. Who is who is conservative that's going to want to watch this or no watch one, it? as soon as they so see whose mind is it going to change? <laughs> but maybe like someone could sneak this in and be like, yeah, no, they can sneak this in. But, but I would hope that. Right. Because. Overall, it hits all the regular beats you would want to see. What do you watch a rom-com for? Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. like a feel-good. And it it has all that, and maybe it can help, like, 
normalize that because it even though that was like a big part of it i didn't feel like they're like hey look gay 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 it wasn't like i was slapped in the head with it like it was just just, it felt like they just knew it was all normal (laughs) except for the over the top maybe that it like was effective because you just felt like it was just a normal rom-com that's exactly normalizing gay relationships because that's what i was saying like it just felt normal like i wasn't watching that like oh like ooh, two maybe that makes it an effective movie mm-hmm. it was just like oh two characters and this is a rom-com it is a little bit normalized it's not totally normalized because it's not right because the plot center if it was totally normalized them being gay wouldn't be the right. center of the plot it would they, they would be gay characters in a a plot a holiday rom-com right. or whatever normal and plot. we will get there <laughs> Yes, but we're not there. So like this movie has to They're be made. Like the, a movie like this has know, to be made that, to get not, it. Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying that's not there. Anyway, no. I was. Just, I just wanted there. to say you forgot about the very subtle imagery of shoving the newly closeted gay character into a clo- a literal closet. Yeah. So subtle and, <laughs> I, and didn't hit me even, over the head at all. She even made a like comment about it. Like, where are you doing a closet? Yeah. But that's just dumb rom-com type yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I always do stupid shit you like that. Rom-coms I just thought that was, like, one reason. hilarious it's still like, I saw that. Yeah, it's still supposed to be, like, dumb, funny, like, things. I didn't think that was funny either. And it's like, ah, yeah, obviously. Do you watch rom-coms to cuddle up and drink some wine together with your... Some yeah, mold sure. wine. I'm thing. sure, you know, Maybe a if lot you of females will like female to watch it, up. for sure. But if I'm going to watch a rom-com... I would like the writing to be a little bit better, clever, have some more comedy in there. I mean, there was, like I said, there was one part that I genuinely laughed at, other couple parts that were amusing, but just nothing, I don't know, nothing that clever or, or funny. But you want to give it a star rating? Yeah, I gave it a three, just just above average. And I gave it a two and a half. <laughs> There's the bump. <laughs> there it is. I guarantee I'm closer to Jacob's score. Uh oh yeah, this is totally up your alley. Um, love a good rom com. Maybe three and a half. Honestly, most of the scores they're, are they're, higher. They're, I don't know why, yeah. but I I just am so forgiving of most of the scores for it are on higher end. We're it's on like the three, lower seven or something. Yeah, we're on the lower end. Yeah, it's average. Tight. What uh, I did like Daniel Levy. Levy was He's, probably the best. He's funny. Kristen Stewart was was good. I, there's something about Mackenzie Davis. I just don't like her. I mean, she did good in the movie, but is she from the the girl? She is also uh, freakishly tall. She's irresistible. Wrong. I know. She is so tall. She's almost six foot. Yeah, irresistible. When right? like they, yeah, not freakishly, but well, she was from <laughs> Daredevil, right? I don't know. I'm thinking she's of from irresistible Ter- she's from Terminator. Yeah, yeah, and she's from Irresistible. Like she's standing next to like this a guy, and she's like. Pretty much the same height as him. Yeah, she's <laughs> like tall. Kristen I never Stewart, noticed she how tall she was. Really. Yeah. yeah, it was funny. All right, that's it for me. Yeah. Oh, for movies? Yep. Rookie numbers. No, I can That's all it, it for me, too. Because <laughs> well, I had d- one more, didn't you? Yeah, didn't you watch something else? No, I just, reached, I just checked in Bill and Ted. You yeah. watch another new movie? Get Duke, Get Duke Ryan, Unhinged, okay. Jiu-Jitsu, and Happiest oh, Season. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you have it. Five. Cool. Um, all right. We have finally come. I, I'm I'm actually scared, boys. Oh, yeah. 
I've hyped it up too, way too it's much. This week. I Mank. feel I Oh, is it? No, it's not. December 4th. Is it? That's this Thursday. Well, you know what else is December 4th? Or this Friday, I mean. Yeah, uh, Sound of Metal. Yeah. Shit. Well, I had I didn't even think about Mank cuz I have a couple others written down. That was who did Sound of Metal? Then Damien uh Derek C in France help write it. He might have been involved. I don't know. I haven't looked at all the credits or whatever. Okay, Wasn't well, good. I don't even have to uh, suggest these. They can just be on the watch list. I'm probably going to watch Uncle Frank on Prime. Um, but uh, the thing I was going to suggest was Sound of Metal, of course, but uh, Hillbilly Elegy is on Netflix oh, yeah. right now also, the new Ron Howard film, mm-hmm. which, I mean, say what you want about Ron Howard, but usually he gets a couple Oscar noms, so if it's an Oscar movie, I feel like we should talk about it. Um, doesn't have to be on next episode though. If we want to just do sound of metal and Kyle, you know who the screenplay was for sound of metal screenplay and story by sound of metal. Yep. For sound of metal, Derek C. France and Darius Martyr who screenplayed for place beyond the pines. Yeah. (laughs) But I feel like I've hyped it up too much. I'm scared. I'm scared to watch it. I'm sure it'll be good. Um, so what do you think then? There's three big ones or there's two big movies and then there's obviously Sound of Metal, which we just are passionate about. Save. You also wanted to watch fucking Citizen Kane before. I can fit that in easily. I'm going to, I'm going to be a hotel all week this week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 87. I feel like we have to do Mank as right away the first week it comes out. So. And I really want to see Sound of Metal, so... We need to watch Meet the Feebles, too. That's true. Oh, yeah. We can fit that in. So do you want to save Hillbilly Elegy, then, for... I feel like that's that would be fine to save. Yeah. Not a lot. It's not as big or not as talked about right now, especially among normal audiences. So that uh, decides it. Next week will be Mank and The Sound of Metal. Going to be a huge show to... Hyped up movies. And are we doing Meet the Feebles? We could talk about Meet the Feebles. Because, I mean, we didn't actually talk about that. So that is our first recommended. Because I don't think we talked about that. Second. Well, second recommended (laughs) movie. Yep. So we have a recommendation from Jacob. Martin Blatt. Martin. 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 Who? Oh, Martin. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So Martin recommended Meet the Feebles. Peter Jackson's second film. You probably rent it. I'm or sure buy you it. could it's find it. It's not streaming on anything. Yeah, really? Rent it. I'm sure you can't rent renting it or anything. You can't find yeah, it. I will find it. We'll find it. Does he have it? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, we can get it. Um. So yeah, we're gonna do a recommendation as well as those two movies. So it's gonna be a big episode next week. Plus, probably some other 2020 movies that we have watched. I like I keep that going. And possibly a discussion on Citizen Kane because I definitely plan to watch it before watching Mank. So. Huge episode next week. 45 also. Nice. Nice. uh, Round number. Round number. Yeah. Multiple of five. So stay tuned for next week. If you want to send questions and comments, you can send us an email at suddencinemapodcast at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on Instagram, we are at suddencinemapodcast. You can follow myself on Letterboxd and Untapped at the KG Project. I'm on those as well as jsal 517 That's J-S-A-L-517. 
And I am on both platforms at Josh underscore Saldana. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. Just start saying everything before. Like, oh, I was saying so many good things before we started recording.